Welcome back to the Whatnots Review Show. A quick note uh, right off the top of the bat. If you are watching the YouTube version of this, uh, you guys cannot see our faces for this one, unfortunately. We normally record video, uh, but I just moved to Oklahoma uh, out, in the, out in the Midwest Central Time Zone. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't have access to my main computer. It's on its way. Uh, that should be here early April. Um, but yeah, for now, if podcasts go up on the whatnots for the next week or two, you might see them in audio-only format. Uh, but that being said, this is number 199 of the Whatnots Review Show, where each week we have a different story to talk about. Could be a comic book, could be a movie, TV show, all sorts of stuff. We read it, we watch it, we come back here and talk about it. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson, who's also in the Whoa. central time zone. <laughs> yes! Finally, we are united in time zone. It's eight o'clock for both of us right now. Yeah, you were you used to be the odd one out. Yeah, it was on, only you in a different time zone, and now it's both of us. So <laughs> we're growing in numbers. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Um, let's see. Yeah, so this one is also. One of our end of the month specials, so we're doing mm-hmm. something a little bit different uh, than what we normally do here on the podcast. This time, we're doing a bit of a sitcom exchange. Melissa, yep. we 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 did this once before, but uh, can can you run people down on what this is exactly? Yeah, uh, summer 2020, we did one of these as a palate cleanser between two other ongoing monthly series we were covering, both of which were kind of heavy. So we're like, let's just do a fun one-off one. And I didn't know much about Seinfeld. You gave me three episodes of Seinfeld to watch, and you didn't know much about The Simpsons, so I gave you three episodes of The Simpsons to watch. And we just talked about these sitcoms that one of us grew up with and the other person did not. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I I I thought it worked out perfectly. We were just like, you know what? Here's here's th- three of them just to chew on, just to get a small t- taste. Mm-hmm. Uh and it, it was good. It, it was fun. So you might see some more of these sprinkled down the road in between things where we just need them to fit or we need to extend s- something by a month. We'll just be like, you know what? Let's just let's just watch some sitcoms. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Um, so yeah, I I for this one I brought Community. That's what I had you watch, Melissa. I had yes. you watch three episodes of Community, uh, and you had me watch three episodes of Arrested Development. Yeah, you had picked Community first. And I decided I ought to do Arrested Development because it's it's one of my faves, but also these feel like good companion shows to each other. They're both Russo brother directed shows. We've sure, got that yeah. in common. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was good. I I was debating on if I wanted to do Community or Futurama since that was in the news recently yes. or something else or who knows what. Um 
but I I had to go with Community because it's one of my all time favorites. Uh, and one I, I I think you said you only had seen like clips of just just like small bits and pieces. Um, I. I, I had seen the Chicken Strips episode, and I think I've seen two or three other episodes, but it's okay. It's not a show I know well. Interesting. Okay, yeah, it's it's one that I quote all the time. I I've well I've I've only actually seen it in full once, but I've seen those first couple of seasons multiple times, uh, and I I have season one on Blu-ray. Uh, or on J- JVD or something, uh, and it is fantastic. It is absolutely one of my favorites. And yeah, it's so wild to think about the Russo brothers working on a show like that and then going to be like the people behind the majority yeah. of like the MCU Avengers movies and Captain America Winter Soldier and all that stuff. It was just like, what is this? This is like two totally different things. How? How How are they so di- 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 different, but so good still? So, Comedy and action. They're both all about the timing. They really are. They are indeed. That's a good point. Um, okay. Let me ha- pull up my notes here. I tried to get them up beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here we go. Well, you do that. I do want to say... We will cover Futurama at some point. It's a show I love. I've seen all of it. I own all of it. They did a series of direct-to-DVD movies between their Fox run and their Comedy Central run. I don't have all of those, but I've seen everything. Futurama's day will come. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's one that has been on my list of shows to watch in its entirety for a long, long time. I've really only seen episodes here and there randomly, uh, but it is one that I know is stellar. So I'm excited for whenever we get to watch that. But for Community, Mm -hmm. here's what I had you watch. Uh, Melissa, you watched season one, episode one, the pilot. Then you also Mm -hmm. watched season one, Number 21, Contemporary American Poultry. This is one you had seen before. Uh, mm-hmm. And then last but not least, I had you watch Season 3, Episode 4, Remedial Chaos Theory. Uh, and if this is, this was one you hadn't seen, but you knew about. You've seen the gif of mm. Troy, of, of yes. just walking in with the pizza and everything's on fire uh and and stuff like that it's 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 one that everyone has at least seen that picture Mm -hmm. Uh, so uh yeah i i picked these three i think this isn't necessarily a show that you can kind of jump around in per se Mm -hmm. um but i think especially if you've seen the pilot you kind of can like there's there's certain ones you can like i i feel like the three that I picked out for you, you didn't really need to know much except for the pilot. Just like, here you go, here's the setup, and then Mm -hmm. there was this one time that blank, right? Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, I I thought there were good good highlights of the show. Um, All all of that that, 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 that stuff, but I, I... 
didn't really have any other kind of rhyme or reason behind picking these three. Besides, yeah. I just think these ones are good. I think these ones are good. <laughs> they were yeah. good. For Arrested Development, I assigned you also the pilot, which is necessary to set up the complicated web that is Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Uh, season one, episode 15, Staff Infection, and season two, episode four, Good Grief, which were all episodes I remembered well. At Staff Infection, I remember being my favorite episode at the time I was watching this. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I I had never really seen Arrested Development. The one thing I knew is that when Netflix was first getting big and they had Arrested Development yeah. on there, there was there was some like hidden secret thing that if you typed it into the search bar or something, I I think I think it was the word blue or something like that. And you type it in and then you start to see like a blue hand print on the screen and then more and more like blue paint stuff. And then it takes you Mm. to some episode of Arrested Development where one of them is like in blue paint or something. I have no idea what it is, but (laughs) that I I, I remember that we missed that. That's not in any of the episodes <laughs> I assigned you today. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, Arrested Development aired in on Fox, started in 2003. This show was a very important place in my heart because it was the first adult show that I watched on my own. Like, not something I watched because my dad was watching it. This was my show and my show only. There you go. My first non-kids show. I ever followed on my own. It meant a lot to me. It ran for three seasons. It was canceled. It was a real crime. And then it was resurrected for additional episodes on Netflix in 2013. Cool. It was such a, an odd bookend to my young adulthood. The day I came back from my college graduation trip, I, I went to a release party, <laughs> like a watch party at my friend's house to watch all of season four of Arrested Development. That's awesome. Yeah. I I I vaguely remember that happening. Like that was a big thing that like Netflix saved it. Um, yeah. And ugh, I'm still a little bit congested from this cold that I have here. Mm. Uh, but I, I I know that com- community has also had a troubled history. It yeah. is the the little TV show that could uh, hashtag seasons in a movie. We're still waiting on that movie though. Um, but yeah, it got all the way up through like five or six seasons, and it got it got canceled, and then it got moved over to like Yahoo, and then it got canceled, and then it got moved over somewhere else or something. And it was just kind of wild to see this show that was so good and so smartly written just go through all of this trouble. It sucked, but yeah. uh, I, I and, and it, the, the show had its issues too with Chevy Chase being involved in the cast mm-hmm. and uh, of course Tro- Troy uh, being played by Childish Gambit. Bino, who was also working on Atlanta and his own rap albums and this and that. He just, he did everything. Right. 
The fact that you call him Childish Gambino before right. you call him Donald right, yeah. Glover indicates like how prolific his career is in so many different avenues. Yeah, yeah. so he, I mean, it, it, it was a mix of, of just like everyone kind of mixing and not mixing well and all that stuff. But here's what I want to know. Melissa, now that you have seen these three episodes of Community, what did you think? I did enjoy the show a lot. It's very intelligent and it's got a good heart to it. There's some very sincere, refreshing messages mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that pilot especially is just kind of uh yeah. it it's it's surprising at at the the end. I feel like because yeah, it it, it does start out about a guy trying to get into this one g- girl's pants at the community college, right? But by the end of it, like, he does have this really weird roundabout speech about being a community. And it is like, yeah, that yeah. is kind of nice. Like, I, I, I like this. This is heartwarming. Um, and then just all of the adv- adventures that they go on together uh, as a <laughs> as a group is just is amazing. It's so much fun. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. How did you find Arrested Development? Oh man, this was a time capsule. I I have n- <laughs> I <laughs> I've never seen Michael Sarah not look like the Michael Sarah that I have in my head. Right! At which, I, yes. I, I, yeah, I know yeah. that the show was popular back when it was on, so, like, a lot of people know Michael Sarah as this character, or can at least remember yes. him, right? I don't have that touchstone. Like, he, like, the Michael Sarah I know is the one that's, like, around today. Like, he's kind of solidified his look as he's come into adulthood, right? Um, that's a weird way to put that. He's solidified his look. Um, <laughs> right, but yeah, this Michael Sarah oh, looks he's, different he's a child. than Scott Pilgrim a, does. Even though it doesn't... Right! It's like his face is a completely different it shape. It really is. Oh my god. <laughs> little rough draft of himself. This is an, an interesting one, because yeah, it's a time capsule in that sense. Um, it really, really reminds me of the, like, the, like I mean, I mean, that time period when these kinds of sh- shows were starting to become popular, where it is, uh, like, some camera crew, uh, like, following around these characters being there it i don't think this really got into the like faux interview style thing no no but it it still is that like not exactly that right yeah yes it's shot a lot like that but it isn't that mockumentary style like the office or modern family or something there's no talking heads there's no interviews yeah it just has a very handheld camera look yeah, to exactly. it exactly and so yeah it reminded me of like the early kind of unpolished look of those shows mm. um which was was interesting to, to see because now i think the 
Office kind of started it and then perfected it and Modern Family polished it and this and that and and that we now see, see, see it in like WandaVision and stuff that they that they, they did, yeah. right? Um, and it, it just, it has a look and a certain style and this was rougher than that, uh, which which I, I kind of like. Mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily like those interview things. I, I just think... They're really mm. phony. Um, but this was fun. I enjoyed it a lot. It also reminded me a lot of Shit's Creek. Uh, I, I don't know if you've seen that show, but it has a similar mm-hmm. thing where, like, the family runs I, out of money and then they have to yes. go live in this town and figure out how to yeah, survive yeah. with no money and live like normal people. <laughs> <laughs> I know the premise of Shit's Creek. I saw like the first couple episodes when it first came out, but it was on like a an obscure channel and I never followed it. I know it is right up my alley. Yeah. I love those actors. Yeah. I I've just been meaning to circle back around to it and and fully devote my time to it because I'm sure I will be rewarded. Yeah, it's it's a it's a real similar premise. I'm we're in I'm watching it right now with my girl friend and we're in season 3. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, just all of the the stupid stuff that happens in that one. But yeah, it's, it's thing here as an arrested development, right? It's this oddball family who only knows how to live lavishly and expensively and just, they don't even think about Mm -hmm. money. Um, and then something happens and their dad gets arrested and they can't use the money and all of this. And it's just like they have to figure out how to be normal. And they're, they just don't understand it, which is really funny. <laughs> yeah. And there's, and there's one, there, there's one of these adult children who does have his act together, who has been the reliable one who's actually working at this job and not just collecting a paycheck for doing nothing. And so while his father's in prison, he's trying to hold everything together uh, and keep the business and the family afloat. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, let's walk through each of these that we got here. Um, yeah. So let's start with the the pilot of Community. So so yeah, this one kind of starts off immediately. I think with one of the best jokes in the series, uh, in my opinion, where the dean of the college is, is sitting there and he's making some presentation on the first school, and he's like, "Well, you you might have heard that Community College is." losers for single parents for old people right and he has this whole speech on his cards and so he flips to to the next card and goes well that's what you may have heard however i wish you luck (laughs) and that's it (laughs) (laughs) kyle i have to stop you and ask who's that cat that was Simba. My oh. girlfriend has two cats. Oh my Simba god! Simba and Onyx. Oh my! <laughs> this is news. You never mentioned that there would just be cats walking around in the background of this now. Yeah. For for now, I'm in my living room, just kind of on the floor, top, and stuff like that. But I will have my own like 
podcast studio room eventually once I get my stuff. Um, but for now, I'm just hanging out. So you might see some cats. Or, or I guess you guys won't see the cats since this is an audio-only <laughs> podcast. But Melissa can attest there was a cat here. So <laughs> mm-hmm. It was an incredible surprise. Indeed. Um, but yeah, community college. That's what you heard. However, I wish you luck. <laughs> um, what 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 were you thinking of this pilot? Now now that you've seen this one, was was this an effective one? Yeah, definitely. I liked how it set up the characters. We've got Joel McHale. I only what's his name? Um. Joel McHale's character. God, why am I blanking on on this? Uh, Jeff. Yeah. Jeff. Okay, <laughs> forgettable name, <laughs> Jeff. So Jeff, he he was a lawyer. They found out he doesn't have a real college degree. Uh, he's talking to this professor there at the community college, who's who he is his lawyer. He's gotten this guy out of parking tickets or whatever. And he's like, I thought you got your degree from Columbia. And he's like, yeah, now we have to get one from America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he has to go back to community college to get like a real degree so that he can be rebarred and be a lawyer again. And we've got him. And then when the dean is giving the speech about, I bet you thought the community college was only for old people. And then we see Chevy Pierce Chase, yeah. or for divorced moms. And then, and then we see Shirley and you know, we see the, Troy and Abed and, and and Britta and everybody. We get almost everyone immediately, and then it's like 10 minutes later that we get Annie. And I, I know who the cast of the show mm-hmm. was. And I'm like, what? there's another one. Where is she? Yeah, she she ends up uh, sh- showing up a little bit later, because her story kind of, her, her, yeah. her backstory kind of intertwines with Troy. So you you kind of have to introduce him yeah. first that he was this high school football star was about to make it big the the night before the last game he's at some party and does a keg flip uh where he's standing upside <laughs> down on these kegs and all you know all that stuff and hurts himself health um she was kind of the forgettable smart valedictorian girl <laughs> in the school who was also mm-hmm. addicted to Adderall and had a huge crush on Troy. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, mm. she was like for like the whole high school career that they had. She was a no one. Like she just like, and similarly, she just kind of shows up and you're, you're just like, Oh, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> you're right. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a good cast think- for sure. They're all such clear characters immediately. You spend 30 seconds with them and you get yep. all of them. I think that is one of the benefits of the show where even if I have only seen two or three episodes, I know all these people. I know what their deals are. Yep. I know what the jokes of them are. Yep, that's the nerd. That's the jock. That's the old person. That's the single mom. That's the valedictorian who did right. <laughs> <laughs> so... um. Yeah, I I I I think the the pilot is I, so 
Melissa, you and I started a pilot's club for our Patreon supporters. Once a month, as part of our Patreon-exclusive podcast, you and I would watch the pilot of some kind of show. Uh, It could Mm -hmm. be a new show, an old show, an animated show, all sorts of stuff. Um, And we've kind of been going through just talking about these pilots. Do we think they're effective? How does this work? Was this too long? Was this too much? Um, And to be honest, I think this is one of my favorite pilots of all time because of Mm kind of what you just mentioned. It's so clear and concise about just what it is, right? Okay, they're at a community college. Here's the old guy. Here's the single mom. Here's the nerd. Here's the jock. Here's your main character. And that's it. And that's like, and it it, it is this idea of like, well, we're going to be a study group. So we're going to be studying together all year and having adventures and conflict and this and that. And um, yeah, they, like, like I said, he just has this nice speech at the end of, of like, but that's what makes a community. Like, I might not want to yeah. hang out with the old person or or with this guy or that. But, like, we've come together and we're all so different. And that's what, like, what connects us is that we, we, we have all these different walks of life here. And it, as Shirley tends to to do she goes oh that's nice and and like <laughs> that's that that would that's like, like exactly your response in that moment i mm-hmm. feel like that's just like oh this is nice this is heartwarming i like this yeah so, the stuff. show makes a point to establish how all these characters fit together and what their strengths are and how they complement each other in the pilot, Jeff tries to flake out of the study group. He set it up only as a way to go on a date with Britta. And then Britta invited all these other people, like, calling his bluff. Like, what? I thought you said this was a study group. We all need help studying for that Spanish test tomorrow. And yep. then he feels stuck with all of these people. And the pilot does do a good job of establishing Jeff as... Uh, cunning uh kind of dastardly but he, he does actually know smart. what he's yeah. doing yes yeah. and he he does see the value in people even if he is a little cynical about it he like britta doesn't want to go out with him she wants to actually have the study group she's like no i need help with the test and like you i know you just did this as a ploy to like go on a date with me i'm not going on a date with you and to kind of win her over and help mend things and, and patch this up, he does go to the study group and gives them this rousing speech. Yeah. And I had to write down this line where he says, you are all better than you think you are. You are just designed not to believe it when you hear it for yourself. So he has everybody go around, like, tell the person next to you something great about them. I know you've just met yeah. them, but like, Pierce, you can see something in Troy. Like, you you can see something in each other. That's how human beings function. We don't always trust ourselves, but there is a trust that we have for other people, and we need to use that right now. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Let's move on to the second one here. 
the chicken finger one I like a lot. Um, <laughs> this is one of my favorites because, especially early on in the show, they tried to do a lot of different genres uh, it, it just in mm-hmm. the style. Like, oh, we'll do a romantic comedy. We'll do a crime noir. We'll do this. We'll do that. And so this one ends up being more like a mafia movie uh, where the gang really likes tenders that the cafeteria is... Pre- like, the, the the whole school knows that the, the, the chicken t- tenders are the thing to get. Like, it's the best food in the whole p- place. Mm. Um, and whoever controls the chicken fingers controls the school. And so, yeah, they come up with this ploy to, like, slowly take over the the chicken finger pr- production uh and they they just they use this to like set themselves up on top and run the school the school and <laughs> do all of this stuff and they watch it all come crashing down uh and stuff and stuff like that at at the end but this is one of the reasons why I love this show is because not only do they try these other genres and stuff, but they're good at it and they're effective and it's still mm-hmm. fun. Like it's not so serious. Yeah. Or like, Ooh, this is a mafia. Fit. Like, like it's just, it's stupid fun. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's chicken <laughs> yeah. strips. Chicken run. And the, <laughs> And they do a lot with the characters in this yeah. setting. You said it's a, you watch this thing fall apart. You kind of watch Abed purposefully dismantle right. it because he's like, this will be bad. Right. <laughs> like this, The power will go to our heads. This will change us. We will be different people. I need to s- stop this. Like I am going to d- break the fryer. Nobody yeah. has chicken strips anymore. The, the syndicate will no longer exist because I know it right. is inherently yeah. bad for us. Um, and it's just it's it, it it's it's one that I I I just have such fond memories of. Like the cat is attacking me now. What are you doing, Simba? Hi, hello. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think it's another one that also really displays like the tight bond that all of has in that show. Um, and I I I think it's one that also displays some of the more popular side characters and stuff like this. Like, you see Star Burns. Uh, I think you see... Uh, oh, God, what's the other old guy's name? Yeah! Uh, the one with the backpack. Uh, fuck! I'm blanking on his name. And I don't know why. Oh, well. You guys are... I don't know. I don't remember a backpack at, guy. At right now. We see the Dean briefly. Um, I've never gotten to see a lot of the Dean. I would like to get to know him better. I don't think in any of the clips I've ever caught from the show, I've really gotten to know Ken Jeong, who's their, their Spanish Jong, yeah. professor. At first, yes. <laughs> this this show goes places is one of the things I will say. Like it goes to directions that if I mentioned you you would just be like, What the hell? Like what is this show? Uh they have they have animated 
holiday specials that are in the like yeah. claymation from the old school like Rudolph movies and stuff like that. Uh, John Goodman plays the plays a character in the, this yes. sh- show, and he's like the head of the air conditioning repair school within the community college. Uh, they they have a whole storyline about Troy basically being the chosen one of this, like, air conditioning <laughs> repair school. Like, he is the hotter, kind of. Um, <laughs> I have seen that clip where John Goodman takes him to, this is the room. This is the room temperature <laughs> room. This is who we derive room temperature yep. from. Um, they Ken, Ken Jong starts out as their Spanish teacher, uh, then fakes his death, uh, and then then eventually wow. becomes one of the security guards on on campus. Is also uh, like I, I think he ends up like running the school at one point. Uh, just like and and then then he gets amnesia and forgets who he is, and he becomes a student. And uh, like Whoa. there's just there's so much stuff that happens with. All of these characters, this person moves in with that person, these two start a relationship, and then they break up, and then these two start one, and then it's all over the place. Um, yet you, you see, you, you see LeVar Burton, uh, he, he, uh, he ends up being on the show. Yeah. Um, who else is on the show? Uh, so Jeff's boss the like main partner at the firm he used to work at is played by drew carey Mm. um like he's in 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 like there's so many people in this show we we didn't mention his name but john oliver is in the the, the show um yeah yeah, it's just there's there's so many things that happen in in this it's it's a great cast of side characters and Stuff like that. It's good. It's good. Uh, I want to mention my two favorite things about the chicken strip episode. Yes. I like that they get, they decide that as a club that as like the chicken strip mafia, they should get cool jackets. And instead of going with like denim jackets or like a satin jacket, like a members only, they get like prep school blazers that yeah. have a crest on them. And the crest is a chicken strip. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love and it. It's great. When Abed is given everybody a different task to do within the transfer of the chicken strips, mm-hmm. like uh, Shirley's good at this, Annie's good at this. Right. He's explaining this to Jeff, and he says, "Everyone has needs. Everyone has functions." And that feels like it's the thesis of the entire show. Yeah. That, that echoes back that line in the first episode: "You're better than you think you are. You just need to hear it from somebody else besides yourself." Good stuff. It does have a lot of heart mm-hmm. at the, the end of the day. There's a lot of conflict, and they say stupid stuff. But at the end of the day, yeah, they they really do become this like tight knit family that just wants to stick up for one another and stuff like that. So good stuff. Uh, and then, last but not least, 
the the flaming everything went wrong remedial chaos theory remedial chaos so i thought i had seen this one Mm -hmm. i haven't i've seen another episode where troy is panicked about something like there's some is is there one where where he's like curled up and and shaking where he's like that's the one where he meets like a dead body Oh, there's, there's like a dead body on the ground or something. We've and, all and been like him and Annie are panicking. <laughs> right, that's the one I've seen where he's like, I feel like my whole brain is crying. What's that one? That I don't one, remember it. I just remember that part. I think it's uh, is it one of the Halloween ones? I don't rem- I don't remember if it's one of the Halloween ones Maybe. or if it has something to I do with I feel like I have seen a Halloween one. They have some good ones for Halloween. Uh, but it might also be, I think they were trying to sneak in, it was at, like, Jeff's old boss's work party, and I think they're trying to find out something about Jeff, or, like, why he got fired, or stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, And so, yeah, they sneak into this office, and the janitor walks in, and Annie happens yes, to have, like, a bottle of chloroform form and a rag and chloroforms the janitor and that's when troy is just like what you chloroformed the janitor what are you doing what's (laughs) happening and he just freaks out and then the janitor wakes up and they're just like oh god he's waking up what do we do and they chloroform him again (laughs) but then they, they 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 still don't know what to do so they're they just need to like figure out what to do so they all fake like they've been chloroformed too and then when <laughs> he starts to wake up they all wake up and they're just like oh oh my god what happened oh we've all been chloroformed what <laughs> this is weird who could have done that and he's just like mm-hmm. it was you guys i saw you like you did it to me. Like, I, he's just like, this is not a thing. Like, <laughs> so yeah, they, they do all sorts of dumb stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, yeah. So this one is interesting. Cause there is, um, they do have a couple like D and D style things on the show. Um, Dan mm-hmm. Harmon, one of the creators. Yeah. Also has a show called Harmon Coest, which I think is more yes D and D related. Uh, and so yeah, here they are one night at uh, at Troy and Abed's apartment, and they're having a game night. And the p- pizza's been delivered, but it's downstairs, and one of them needs to go pick it up. And so they decide to roll dice to uh, to figure out who should go get the pizza. And that's when Abed is like, wait a minute. You know that by doing this, you're creating parallel universes where each one of us mm-hmm. goes and gets a thing. So yeah, the whole the whole the whole thing is just exploring like what happens if Jeff goes to get the pizza? What happens if Pierce yeah. goes to get the pizza? What if it's Shirley? What if it's Annie? What if it's Britta? What if it's Troy? And yeah, it's just them 
doing this scene over and over and it just gets worse and worse as things go on <laughs> to to the end of the the gif that you guys you all have seen i know you have of yes. troy walking in with the pizza and just stopping and is shocked because something's on fire and pierce is like hitting it people are screaming and someone's dead and this and that it's just it's <laughs> It's a beautiful Rube Goldberg. It really is. Uh, it's, it's Troy and Abed. They've just moved in together. This is their housewarming party. Abed has an entire Indiana Jones diorama with a real like moving boulder that will roll around. Yep. And I like that during that scene where it's what if Troy went to get the pizza and like everything descends into chaos. Like his little indie action figure has been knocked over in all this chaos. And is like... <laughs> Pierce gets shot and Annie's like, Abed, do something, call 911. And he takes one second to straighten his indie figure and then he goes into action. (laughs) I like that detail. I I really got to applaud Danny Booty's performance. He's phenomenal. He's got so much dialogue. He says so quickly and it's a bit more monotone but i love what he does with his physical maneuvers to kind of offset that where he keeps like turning and angling his head his head is just a delight to watch absolutely they have best best neck acting i've seen (laughs) um they have one episode where they are just they they all just comment on like abed is so weird like he's he's like he's just strange. He's and he's trying because Abed has trouble like connecting with people in social interactions, mm-hmm. and they try and do like jokes with him, and he just doesn't really get them. And so they have to explain what a joke is and what a prank is and all of mm-hmm. this stuff, and, like what sarcasm is. And there's one where he pulls a prank on Troy, uh, where he is where he starts to like write in this in in this alien language and like starts like making these weird noises and it's like and just does stuff. And Troy at first is just like ha ha, like you're not good at this. Your face is not good. Um, and he's like, I get this is a joke, but he keeps going with it to the p- 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 point where Troy like actually starts being like, I don't know, man. This is like real weird, the stuff that you're doing here. Like th- this is weird. <laughs> and um, yeah, eventually they stop and he's, you know, but still he just goes to such lengths that it's just like, Wow. Like you went, you you created, like you filmed yourself doing this thing so you could put it on a TV and talk to yourself in this thing. It was just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Troy and Abed are my favorite of the show, but Danny Pody is phenomenal in this whole show. He's mm-hmm. so Strong good. Yeah. performances. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, like, let me ask you this as a, like, wrap-up question. Uh-huh. How how satisfying was watching that third one, though? 
because like I I I've shown it to a couple other people and that is expressed to me like once they saw that of just like I've seen image everywhere and now mm. like now now I feel like I understand it like I just like there's this yeah. like curiosity satisfied crying uh, is that what what it felt like for ye, for you watching this show yeah it's nice to see it in context and I feel like these characters are so easy to get if you've seen the pilot or if you've just seen gifts of them, if you've seen bits of them around, I feel like you can get enough of them that this episode plays for you, even if it is like the first full episode you've seen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's my, um, but yeah, there's just things about this show. The, the, the school statue is of Luis Guzman. They make Pierce write the, the, the school song. (laughs) Uh, the they redo the mascot to be the human beans, um, and it is it's a guy in a, like an all like one I've like seen green that. screen suit, but it's all wicked. Has like red lips, like the Joker, and it is horrifying. Um, they they redo yeah. the school flag. The logo on the flag, uh, it looks like a butt, like an, an, an anus on it. <laughs> They they do so much just wildies. They have romance. They have paintball mm. <laughs> episodes. Yeah, I've seen the paintball yeah, it's one. So good, so good. So I'm glad to, to, to watch some of that. So. Yeah, Indeed. I'm happy to get to know the show better. Now, now, how much did you know about Arrested Development going in? Almost nothing. Um, I knew it was a popular show. I knew that one Netflix thing that I mentioned. I knew mm. that it had gotten canceled and then revived by Netflix. But besides that, I, I didn't know anything about this show. Oh. And I still really don't. Like, I, I I feel like this is a good picture into what it is. But, I like, I, I feel like this is also a show similar to Community that goes places i feel oh like. yes yeah <laughs> in 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 the sense that like if you were to tell tell me some of the things that happen or some of the st- st- story arcs i would be like wait what how did you get there thing yeah um, yes but uh yeah i i i like the cast uh they they have a wonderful ca- cast with this show mm-hmm. um it, I, I just I, it it was such a time capsule for, for me that that was the thing that really stood out. I was just like, wow, like I remember when shows like this were just getting started and this is what they looked like <laughs> and this is awesome. And that's Michael. When they first showed him, didn't even know that that was him. And 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 then yep. and then there's uh, the scene when he like they first show him in the banana stand. And I was like. Oh shit! That's Michael Sarah. How did I not yep. recognize him? Oh my goodness! Um, he's but, little. Yeah, he, he's a small boy in that one. Um, but yeah, I I I enjoy a lot. I it's the sitcoms in general really aren't my thing. Um, so I I don't know mm-hmm. if it's one that I would continue on with. But man, I loved Will Arnett's character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was maybe my favorite. Illusions, in this. Yes. Dad. 
You don't have time for my illusion. It was great. I loved it. He was by far my favorite character in this whole thing. He's they're all great. He's, the show is from 2003. Yeah. It's very 2003. I think it's very of its time on purpose. He's riding around in a Segway, a monogrammed Segway. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, God, even just the where he somehow the dad faked his death and he has a twin or something i, I don't yes. know exactly what is happening yeah. with, with 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 that both of those the, are the, true <laughs> there you go uh but the the whole the whole idea that he's tr- trying to do this magic trick at the funeral but they've hid all of this knowledge from one of the kids who has these bad panic attacks and then just at Mm -hmm. the last minute it goes completely wrong he falls in the (laughs) hole the dirt gets the casket falls on it he finally makes the front cover of the magazine he's been hoping to but not for the reason like God, that was so good. I like that was that was spectacular. I was like, this is amazing. Oh. <laughs> I love this. While we're on the subject, I, I want to briefly mention what might be my favorite joke in all of Arrested Development. So Job has got that rival uh, magician. He mentions Tony Wonder. Okay, yeah, yeah. We meet him in some episodes. He's played by Ben Stiller. He's got a goatee that's shaped like a W. and in season four when they come back to all these characters tony wonder has come out as gay and he has a new gay magic act called i'm here i'm queer now i'm over here (laughs) great (laughs) that's wonderful what did you Um, think of this pilot because it has a lot of setup that it has to do to set up like these nine characters all their their quirks all their conflicts with each other and culminate in this big disaster where their dad is arrested on the boat of his retirement party i liked it i i thought it had and so i i think it is that i don't want to use the word redeemed but i think what makes this pilot is the chaos of this the the end when the father gets arrested and it is just what the freak is happening right uh and no one knows what's going on i think that is supposed to be like the excitement of the pilot and why you want to continue watching this is to just watch this mess of of a thing right um and i yeah i i I don't really fully understand what was happening or why he was arrested exactly um or, or what their company is exactly? Uh, it's and, a, it's a real estate company. Uh, like they're they're in housing developments, and one of the jokes is that they've got this development where they built the one model home that you're supposed to go and tour, but right. nothing else in that development has been built. So the characters live in a a mock home in the middle of a, a barren, just desert. a big old dirt field. Yeah, uh, and but they also yeah. don't want to like live in the model home so they live in the right. attic of of of, of <laughs> the, the, the home there uh and then eventually they just say you know what fuck it um and and they, right. they do live there but still uh it is the chaos of this one that i think is the like charming reason to watch this 
show. But it's a lot. There was a lot that they throw at you, and they throw at you fast. Um, of like, here's yeah. this character, here's how I'm related to him, here's how they're related, here's who they're married to, here's this guy, here's that guy. And yeah, it is, it like, they're not... In, in comparison to community, right? Community d- works heavily with stereotypes, which makes it simple. Mm. Um, this, yeah. not necessarily. Like, there are some stereotypes in there mm. that you can definitely pull out, but that is not the, like, the blatant, clear, like, this character is the old person right this character is right. the the high school dropout right like it's 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 not that it is this more complicated interpersonal interfamily mm-hmm. relationships um and their history and the things they've said and not said and the secrets and this and that and this one yeah. likes this one but they don't like that one and the, it's just it's it's a lot to really pick up on um and they are still all a family, right? Like they all still have to work together. And at the end of the day, they do love one another. Yeah. But they get in fights and they get in squabble from one another. I, 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 I like, um, I, I don't remember his name. The one that has all the panic attacks. Buster. Buster. Yeah. Uh, where he, I, I think it was the third one that I watched, uh, which was from a later season. Uh, he, he was like, oh yeah, the military won't let me do that. And I was just like, he joined the military? And, and then like down the road, he, he's like, right. I can't tell mom that I actually haven't joined the military. I was like, oh, okay. Like he's faking this whole right. thing. <laughs> I think the setup for that was like Michael Moore was doing a documentary about the Iraq war and he, he, he puts the microphone in the mom's face in like a man on the street mm-hmm. interview. And he's like, would you send your son to war? And she's like, well, will they take him? Like his mom signs him up to be, to join the army because she wants to get <laughs> rid of him. And he like lies his way out of it. Like he's just, going around having fun every day so that's why he comes home in the middle of the day and she's like aren't you in basic training and he says army had half a day yeah <laughs> army had a half a day <laughs> so job sets him up with a a stripper version of an army uniform one well, of the best jokes because he's like but strippers don't wear clothes yeah, and, and then he I, I forget exactly what he says has, but it's this idea of he's like, like he's like not at yeah, first like, not at first they have to wear something <laughs> like, at first the the show they don't. and so he's, he's like wait you can wear stripper clothes any time of day anywhere yes and he just rips off his <laughs> pants he has the like the, the, like snap on <laughs> pants and I was like amazing this is why Will Arnett's character here is great <laughs> So good. Um, so yeah, I, I I thought the pilot was good. It's a little bit confusing. It's much to take, but I I, I think the charm is mm. the chaos of the the whole thing, and I, I I did like that. Yeah. So. And I like how the show is put together and how mm-hmm. it finds humor in unusual ways. Like the humor of the show often is in 
the editing and the juxtaposition of one scene against another scene. Yeah, and it absolutely. pulls a lot of humor out of the sounds. Like Job is talking about how he's formed an alliance of magicians who will never reveal any of their secrets. And whenever he mentions the alliance of magicians, it cuts to this photo of them. <laughs> There's a wizard in there. And yeah. it plays this, ah, <laughs> like chant. And like, and you keep hearing that noise every time you see the photo. I think they play it like sometimes so in the funny. background when he just mentions the Alliance of Magicians. And there's so many good uses of sound cues and like, this is a show that's almost full of like audio visual footnotes. Like, see also this. Please reference this. And in the in the staff infection episode. I love Buster trying to get a job and Michael wants to put him in the, the copy well, room. At, at first he does. And he, he won't take that because he had a traumatic incident <laughs> in a small room with a flashing light. Yeah, at first he does. And then he gets overwhelmed by thinking of a time where he was in a photo booth. And it's just shots of him, like the four strip photos of him in the photo booth, smiling, enjoying himself. Then a sheep (laughs) comes in and he screams the sheep. And then the final photo is only the sheep. (laughs) Right. And then they they use that same structure of editing later when Lucille's like, I don't want to go to price cutters. I don't want to join a (laughs) bulk shopping store (laughs) with her trying to get her membership photo taken. And some other lady edges her out. This is, I think the show is structurally very impressive. It's it is very dense. It's community. I feel like you can pick up an episode pretty easily. Arrested Development's way more complex. It's way more symphonic in what it's trying to achieve. It's got so many oh yeah running jokes and setups that yep. will have long long term payoffs. It's like every joke in the show is like the Beetlejuice joke on community. You see something and you don't, you don't know it's setting something up that's going to happen in like season three. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Community is complicated too, but it's deceptively complicated. Like you don't Mm. realize it, that it, that it is. And all of the histories and stuff that, that play in and all the lower that, that builds up. Um, there, there, there's actually quite a bit there, but yeah, it is, I think, easier to just watch a single one of that and be like, oh yeah, I understood this, right? Um, whereas I feel like jumping into like season two or three or four or five of Arrested Development, Mm -hmm. right, is you're, you're going to be like, what is happening? Like, I don't understand any of this. (laughs) Yeah, and there's so many supporting characters. I mm-hmm. I didn't remember season two as well as I remembered season one. So I was very happy that that episode I picked, I had a brief appearance of Tony Wonder. We had Ice. We had Barry Zuckercorn, the family's lawyer. Ice was good. Yeah. And we had Anne. I love Anne. As time goes on, I have not like sat down to rewatch the show in a long time since like the new season came out in twenty. Anne is the sitting at the table with Michael Sarah. Yes, at the banana stand. Yes. Is, that, is that right? That's okay. his girlfriend. <laughs> it's like, why does your dad always like interrupt us whenever we start? Tiny, just <laughs> <laughs> interrupt. See, this is what I mean. <laughs> 
I, I love Anne. I love that the joke is that George Michael gets a girlfriend who's not ugly, not, but just so plain that she is completely forgettable. And there's the joke where <laughs> Michael's like, hey, I called and I left you a message. And she's like, there wasn't a message. We talked. We had a conversation. <laughs> like characters just forget that she is there. <laughs> I, I think that's a very clever <laughs> joke <laughs> to have a character who's that's just great. bland. Her name is Anne Paul Veal. Her nickname, she her favorite snack is that she eats a hard-boiled egg and squirts a little mayonnaise packet in her mouth. And George Michael, Michael oh, calls her Mayan egg. And so I think it might have come up where the character's like... The they blues did forget call her, her name is Anne. And they, her egg, yeah. And right, was, they think her like, name is No, egg. I was talking to... Anne, and she was here. Right. <laughs> There's scenes where they just forget her somewhere. <laughs> like she's out with them for the day, and like they will leave her somewhere when she's standing right there. Yeah. But I like that she's a kid. There's, oh, there's a... Michael's trying to make some comparison about something, and he says, it's as Anne as the nose on Plain's face. Yeah. <laughs> I love her, but I love that she's a character who also does have an inner life. She does have agency. She's the one who breaks mm-hmm. up with George Michael because she's like, I, I feel like your dad's always interrupting us. Like, you have this weird family life. I don't know if I can handle it. <laughs> Absolutely. Anne is also played by Mae Whitman, who was in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. She's, um, who is I think she it's again? Roxy Richter. It's that ex-girlfriend of Ramona's who he has to fight. Okay. I Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Also I the voice of Katara. Mae Whitman went on to have a great career in voice acting. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. I, so from, from staff infection, uh, I, 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 I liked the bit where Buster is that then gets a job in construction. Yeah. After that, like, yes. and he, he's just like, what? Like, why are you even here? You don't like beside. And 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 then he's like, you know what? I actually find it fun. Good. It's, and he seems to be like well adjusted in that moment. And uh, and, and it just have and, and just uh, of course immediately it goes wrong. And he like nails his shirt or his jacket to 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 thing and falls <laughs> off. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> good stuff. That that one was fun and the clever name for the, for that one too staff infection that was good what i i think that episode is a great series of cause and effect uh and i like that w- <laughs> the bluth the rest of the bluth company employees who aren't this family are like these actual sheep like they have no idea what to do. They just do whatever Michael tells them to do. They're so stressed. Yeah. And I like how at the end of the episode they've wound up on Catalina Island, literally in the back of a farmer's truck, being herded around. <laughs> it's but amidst all of that, we do get some sincere family moments. Mm-hmm. I like Michael's he has to work Saturdays. He doesn't get to see his son. At one point, George Michael goes to the office to try and find his dad, and his dad's not there because he's off working somewhere else. And he's looking through his dad's desk to find some file, and he finds 
this folder of all of these old arts and crafts projects he made, like all these old coloring the, sheets, and he's very touched. The proof that his and, dad at the same loves time him. that like the securities and exchange, <laughs> yeah. But then at the same time, the Securities and Exchange Commission is like breaking into the office trying to find more dirt on like the dirty dealings of the Bluth Company, and they're also sheep. And they run in, they're terrified. They're like, oh no, there's somebody here. Even though it's like, that is a 14-year-old boy. He's the only person here. Well, they're, they're... they run in in a panic. They grab the folder because they think it's real files. It's evidence, Then they yeah. try and take the elevator out. <laughs> and then he walks out of the room and they're like, ah! And they like run down the stairs. <laughs> Nobody in Arrested Development is competent. Yeah. I think Anne is the most competent character you got to see. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny good stuff uh this third one though um this is the one that i i i, I think this is the one that all of the stuff that was happening in the JS when i was just like whoa how did we get here like what is going yeah, on I, their dad faked their death after yeah, he got I, out of jail there's mm, a twin brother mm, uh one of the yes the, I, I well i i do, do, do you have to say i liked I think I think it was back in the pilot, uh, at, more towards the end. I liked the joke that the one guy then like after being on the boat with all of the gay people who turned mm-hmm. out to just be actors, oh. uh, he's like, I want to get back right. into acting, and so he gets a role where he's playing some uh, guy that like knows some information about a crime, and he's just supposed to be right. timid he's, and scared. He's playing, which uh, is exactly who he, yes, he is. He's playing right, like is his character. He barely has to act, two. but he's just like I. I need to go do research, and so he goes to the like local jail where his dad or where the the. <laughs> yes. f- father-in-law is locked up and was like i want to bunk with my father-in-law like put me in under cover like i i'll I'll just hang out in jail (laughs) it was like this is ridiculous tobias uh i i think he's my favorite character because he (laughs) he does mean well he's so enthusiastic he finds this thing that he is bizarrely very passionate about even though he He's not good at yeah. it at all. Can't get it off the ground. He's just very clueless. Always saying the wrong things. Like he's supposed to come from this background where he's this well-respected psychologist, but like can't read what he's saying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Does not recognize any of these innuendos he's accidentally saying. I. He's the one who, as part of his acting career. In season two, he does try and join the Blue Man group. Ah, uh, so that must be where that blue but they, episode right. is. Yeah. So, okay. he's running around. so he's painting himself blue. He also has a condition where he is a never nude and he can never be nude. And his version of nude is that he's wearing tiny cutoff jean shorts. That's as nude as he gets. Okay. So he's running around in all the blue paint and that. <laughs> and like a, a, a jean song almost. A, a jog. <laughs> little, little cutoffs <laughs> with, his, with his mustache. Yeah, in season two, I don't think we've quite gotten to it yet um, in good grief, but... It's a running thing. Like, there will just be, even if he's, like, not in an episode or not playing a major role or if he is doing something else, there will just be, like, blue paint marks on the wall of the house. Good. <laughs> they, 
there's a lot of jokes in the background of the set with that also. <laughs> in season four, he joins a <laughs> a stage musical of the Fantastic Four <laughs> playing the thing. <laughs> Great. <laughs> He's like this the scrawniest one. <laughs> the scrawniest one. <sighs> right. And he's wearing this like That's great. Big muscly stone suit. And he like comes home to his family and he needs help taking the costume off. And he's like, Honey, come in here and help daddy get his rocks off. <laughs> Just not no clue. Never, never knows what he's saying. <laughs> There's an episode where Lindsay takes a very in- environmental uh, cause. She like really wants to uh, go in to save the animals of some kind. And to rebel against her, maybe it's like, I'm going to start wearing a leather jacket. I'm going to get a leather hat. She goes full in on leather mm-hmm. clothing to oppose her mom. And then Tobias wants to get closer to his daughter. So he's like, I should do that too. And he wanders into the store. <laughs> It is where he sees leather things in the window and he doesn't know it's a sex shop. And he goes in. He's like, hello, I'm looking for something that says father likes leather. And the clerk is like, do you mean you want something that says leather daddy? And he says, oh, is there such a thing? (laughs) That's great. Like the joke is never on anybody but tobias it, n- being clueless about That's what it funny. is he's doing out there in the world. yeah this this was a good 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 one i can see why a lot of people love this show and it's so well well like well respected it uh it seems good seems like a lot of fun There's... it it twists in on itself the big twist at the end of season three when they were canceled from Fox they were canceled but they got to like have a real finale at least you find out that a minor supporting character was behind all of their misery and you would be shocked to find out who it is it's like that person has been right in front of us the whole time and we never suspected that's wild let me ask you this does a development ever it, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like the kind of sitcom to do this, but where they do the reset thing where things get so cr- crazy and something, and then the next one, it just re- resets no. and it's back to normal like it never happened. No. Yeah. No, this show is... Continuity is its biggest strong suit. It's full of Interesting, continuity. Interesting, because <laughs> com- community a does that. But they do it in continuity. Like, everyone knows that it happened, and they Mm. reference it, but it's just, like, the next one you'll watch, which takes place maybe the next day or that next week. You know, this school is all clean, like, right? Like, they have the, the... paintball stuff where it's it's supposed mm. to be like a an apocalyptic yeah. like action movie thing going on there and the school just gets destroyed there's paint everywhere the furniture is broken and busted and all this and the next day you know just back to back to normal uh and stuff like that uh they i mean they they have stuff that like there's zombie outbreaks um but it, it's it's like it's a play on all of that stuff. Like they, one of their uh, Halloween ones. It's a Halloween one where they do a, like a zombie thing. But it's also an STD awareness party. 
uh, and the <laughs> dean accidentally bought a bunch of alcohol for their STD awareness party as they're mm-hmm. trying to be like, hey, don't mix alcohol and sex. And then they just have a bunch of alcohol right there. Uh, they find out that all of the the condoms that they got to like pass out and stuff all have holes in them. So they 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 tell they tell Danny Pody's character to go like go run, get on the the intercom and warn everyone. And so he he gets on it. He, he he's he's like, uh, attention, Greendale. If if you're having sex, don't use condoms. Repeat, do not use the condoms. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, they they do all sorts of, of stuff like like you would see on on like different styled sitcoms and stuff like that. So I was to, to mm-hmm. see if Arrested Development did stuff like that. Yeah. Or if it was more just like The Office. Two things that Community has... No, two things Community has that Arrested Development doesn't is Arrested Development will do these... these. It never has a full like style homage... Okay. The way that community does with like a, a sure, yeah. the Goodfellas episode or a, a crime noir yeah. episode or a zombie movie episode, it will do things instead. Where like when <laughs> the Good Grief episode, so named because when somebody's sad, they will like walk with their head bowed down and they'll play the Vince Guaraldi Charlie Brown music, the sad Charlie Brown music in the background. And at one point, George Michael does this and he does walk past a red doghouse with a dog funny. sleeping on the roof. Like, it'll do that. It'll do these visual setup homages like that, but it's never... The show is never in a different style gotcha. than what it is that you've seen. And while the show does have some more touching family moments... Uh, it never has this sort of sincere insight on the human condition that I can already see from Community, having just seen a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Rest of Development is never inspirational. <laughs> it's just chaos. <laughs> right. It, the only thing it inspires you to remember is that there's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Melissa, this was a lot of fun. That we got to this watch was this. fun. This was good. Um, I think that's about all I have to say on com- community and arrested development at the moment. Damn. Um, so here's what we are going to do in the near future on this show. So this was number 199, which means our next one is episode 200. I don't want to be sick for that one, and I don't want to do an audio-only podcast. So we're going to, I guess, kind of put the review show on hold for a week or two um, until I can get all my stuff, which should get here April 8th. So that Sunday, which is the 10th, uh, is when we should be recording our next episode, episode 200. 
Uh, I should have at least my computer set up, right? Uh, might not be, mm-hmm. might not have my whole podcast room, but I might at least have uh, my computer. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take the next couple weeks off to just kind of relax, so I can recoup and wait on yeah. my stuff. Um, but in the meantime. I think we will keep trucking along with audio-only podcasts for uh, for the captain's log. I don't know what we want to do. You and I will have to talk, talk and see what we want to do about uh, the reactor core for Moon Knight uh, and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, and Morbius is coming up soon. I still haven't seen right, uh, everything all the, at once at the same time. I don't know what the that one was. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening. I'm sure Crossplay uh, will have something up very soon. Uh, so be on the lookout for all of that, but specifically for the review show, since we have such a monumental uh, yes. anniversary show we at least want to get cameras and stuff working for all of that stuff so yeah uh, so you might not hear that episode uh for another two weeks or so if if all your equipment arrives on time we're able to to do it when we want to do it yeah episode 200 we will be covering a fictional scripted show from comedy central from a couple years ago called Review with Forrest McNeil, where this man hosts a show where people write in and ask him, Forrest, what's it like to have this life experience? And he doesn't review food or books or movies. He reviews life experiences. No matter what it is, he is committed by the rules of the show to do it. If the challenge is, what's it like to get in a bare knuckle brawl? He has to go find somebody to punch. There's no way (laughs) out of it. No matter how deep he goes, he's committed. And at the end of this experience, he crawls his way back to the studio and he rates it on a scale of one to five stars. <laughs> yeah, we thought this would be a great one to do for episode 200 here of the review mm-hmm. show so that we can finally review, yes. review. So <laughs> right. we're going to learn how to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to watch all three seasons of that show. It only ran 22 episodes all together, and you can watch all that on the Comedy Central app. Yeah. It's also on Paramount Plus if you have that. Oh. Um, if you want to do like a free, they, they have like a free one week trial. Uh, you guys can watch it all on that as well and yeah. go watch a bunch of Star Maybe Trek I stuff do that. too. It's on there. Or watch the first. When I watch it on Comedy Central, it's got long commercial breaks. There will be like four or five commercial breaks that are all two and a half minutes long. There's there's still commercials on the trail or the on the preview that I have right now. But I also only signed up for the like. Paramount Plus has two tiers, one with ads and one without them, and I only just plus and double plus. Yeah, I I only signed up for the one like with ads because it was like I don't really want Paramount Plus mm. after this, so I'm just gonna cancel mm. it after we're done here. So, but yeah, there you go. We're gonna review review. Mm. 
next episode here on the review show. Yes. Uh, so look forward to that. Be excited. I think it's be a lot of fun. Uh, and we will see you in a couple weeks with that then. So, Lisa, where can yeah. the people find you on the huh? internet? Do we want to do a bingo for this I, one? I don't really have my bingo stuff here with me. Oh, Maybe okay. We can do an honorary one um, down the road. I, I just don't have it with me here. So, Okay, okay. Well, I'll, I'll store this in my brain for next time. Cool. I'll remember what we had. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, but yeah, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. And as you hear this episode, I think it's coming out a couple days before April Fool's Day. Uh, and I'll tell you, we did do an April Fool's Day episode, so listen to find out what that is. Ooh. There you go. There you go. Uh, you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer. And if you guys want to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share, and subscribe, despite the fact that we don't have our cameras on <laughs> right now and all that stuff because we don't have our equipment. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, that would help us out a ton uh, to help spread the word. So we hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>